0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is
1: Believe.
0: All right. Welcome back to the Run.Down post-game show here on the Strickland YouTube channel. If you listen to this the day after, it is the Strickland Podcast Network. Knicks pick up their first win of the season, 126-120 to over the Atlanta Hawks in Atlanta. Um... Before we get into everything though, I must start off with this. Um, the last of the major pro sports leagues kicks off this week and bet online is your top spot for your all your NBA action this season. With MLB postseason, NFL and college football and NHL in full swing, bet online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. Get everything NBA at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access for every sport anytime. Head to the Bet Online app today to get in on the action. Don't forget to use promo code Believe—that's B L E A V—to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, <clears throat> Knicks win in dramatic fashion as they always do. It seems these days, um, making sure that we don't get an easy win, um, and we'll talk about that as we discuss the game i am sam i'm joined by tyrese aka london's theory on twitter um i think it is only right that we start off with um rj barrett and um jalen brunson but i think we 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 should start off with rj barrett i think this is probably one of his best games that he's ever put together in a knicks uniform i want to say as of recent or in general um, 26 points, three rebounds, six assists, one steal. Um, nine and 15 from the field, three or five from the field um, from the three point line, five or six from the free throw line. Um, the passing looked good. The shot looks good. Had that nice little uh, midi to kind of give us a solid lead as we were heading late into the fourth quarter. Um, as the Knicks were. Well, not even just the Knicks, but the Knicks and the Hawks were both terribly missing shots. Um, and RJ hit that big shot. Um, but yeah, I mean RJ just really looks really good these first two games, and that's very encouraging. And hopefully he can continue this this momentum because usually he doesn't have early season success, which is something that we made a big um a big deal of in preseason. Um, and we all talked about how like hopefully the FIBA um the FIBA basketball will help him gain some momentum heading into the season. So it looks like that is actually picking up some steam and hopefully he can continue this going forward because this bodes really well for the team. Um, As you know, things are not weird, but like, you know, there are certain players that are like, you know, it's in the beginning of the season, certain night players could have off nights. So if RJ can supplement for other players having off nights, then that's pretty good.
1: Honestly, like, This is arguably a top five game of his career. It's like the three-level scoring he was able to provide, the passing. This This was probably the best passing game of his career. Or at the very least, like, the best passing game he's had since, like, rookie year, RJ Barrett, where he got nothing but usage. And it's a really refreshing thing to see him do this. Um... Like his defense was complete this game. Um, I thought he played really well defensively. I thought he fought off his brains really well. I thought off ball, he was locked in. I thought on ball he was aggressive. I thought he was forcing the issue. Um, especially with his steals, which is really, really encouraging. Like this is the tentative two best, like this is the best touch he's gotten he got off to his career start of season, and like he looks complete as a player which is a very very good sign if you're into
0: him Definitely. Um yeah, I mean like he he also just like looks he just looks more sure of himself. Um you're not seeing such the erratic um just the erraticness that he had last year in terms of like the shots um, and maybe it's because the shots are falling i know a lot, a big thing for him is like when he's when the shots aren't falling that's when you can really see him get into his own head um and his his play declines so hopefully like he continues to play well because i think if he's playing well then you know it's just going to continue and he's not going to sh- continue to show the case those bad habits um <clears throat> we can jump right into um one Jalen Brunson who had a bad game last game but has definitely picked it up this game. Definitely helps playing against the Hawks. Um, you know, Hawks aren't really a good defensive team, so this is a good pick me up spot for um, a Jalen Brunson. Thirty one points, three rebounds, five assists, eleven of twenty one from the field, eight of twelve from three. For a moment there, I thought he was really going to at least tie Evan Fournier' record. Um, and, they kept nice. cutting, and and the camera the cameraman kept cutting to to um, to Fournier on the bench. Um,
1: it it would have been nice to get that back in some called um, African-American hands, but it's okay. Um, <laughs> Jr. Smith still got us, and that's all that matters.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, hopefully, hopefully you know, J.B. can, you know, get that record at home. Um, but it's good to see J.B. taking all these threes. I think a lot yeah. of Knicks fans had um, suggested that the leap for Jalen Brunson, because a lot of people are like, how can Jalen Brunson make a leap heading into this year? seeing what he did last year and a lot of people pointed to the three point shot um added three point volume um different shot diet or at least adding more shots to his shot diet um and it seems that he, this game is a good indicator of what it could look like with him adding this steady diet of more threes he took 12 threes today hitting 8 of them that's obviously not going to always be the case but the fact that he took 12 is like Pre. We've been begging for it. We've exactly. been begging
1: for for years, man. I think I would see the day where Jalen Brunson is taking 12 threes in a game where he took 21 shots. Unless he was on like a heater. And he scored 30, but I wouldn't consider this like a heater for him. He was just really effective from three. And I think he understood that like his two ball wasn't going. He found it hard to kind of finish with his floater, finishing traffic around the like the size. And he took the open shots that were available, and he was actively taking pull up threes, which is, I think, probably the last step for him in terms of like an offensive player is just being willing to take those threes. We saw it a bit in the playoffs when like the teams would like wall up so deep into the paint that he had to take those threes. But like, it's so encouraging to see him take that shot because that's the shot that he should be taking more of because he's so good at it. So I like the fact that he was able to take it. I like the fact he's able to make them, and ultimately speaking, like, when he's able to do that stuff, he scores in Munches, and if he, the two-point shots come together, then, like, you're looking at a very, very potent scorer.
0: Yeah. Um, the fact that he's, he was still able to put up 31 with the struggling um, two-point shots— very encouraging because we know that the two-point po- two shots will drop. I think there was a case of last year where it was like the two-point shots were really good, but like the three-pointer wasn't dropping as well early on. Um, so at least I think this year we're seeing a little bit of an inverse of that. Um, and we know last year, he once he got things turned around from three and the two-point shot was falling, we saw what that looks like. And the fact that he's adding more threes to his shot diet this year and we know the twos will drop, it's definitely looking like he is going to have a all-star year this year if things continue on this trend. Um, And, you know, that is just like really good for us, our, our, our ceiling, our outlook. Hopefully some other players can turn, turn things around um, as we will discuss through tonight's post game. Um, Let's jump to one Mitchell Robinson, seven points, 13 rebounds, four steals four blocks just all over the place um and i thought he did a great job on the pick and rolls with um trey and capella it helps that capella and trey also had like shitty nights um but that was that was due to like him like he was a big part of that um the defense on trey was really good by grimes and quickly um and rj on occasions i thought it was really good on him um and yeah, I just thought like the defense, the pick and roll defense on Trey and Capello really disrupted their flow and they weren't able to really get things going. Despite that, we still managed to get down to the wire basically with them and almost give this game away. Um, and we'll talk about that too. But um, talk about what you saw from Mitch tonight, um, Therese, and w- what you liked and, and go from there.
1: Honestly, like, like you said, his ability to guard the pick and roll I felt that Capella could not mess with him. Capella could not mess with him, and anytime Mitch tried to use his physicality and his size against Capella, Capella had no answer. Um, like, I get it. It looks sexy in the scoreboard. Like, Capella had 13 and 13 tonight. Mitchell Robinson dominated him. Like, wasn't close to their minutes. Like, I think... Is representative from the fact that like his plus minus is the second highest plus minus on the team and Capella's is the worst on rotation. When those guys were on the court together, Mitch Robinson bodied him. Like Trey Young could not do anything against him with Capella. Capella couldn't out physical Mitch Robinson, and that just kind of shows you how potent Mitch Robinson is as a defender. Like that is an all defense caliber level game where you just see him, like, muck up passing lanes, and you see him make a life hard for people at the rim, and yeah, you, I don't think I've seen him play a much better defensive game like that, because it was just all-around dominance. Yeah. Yeah, it's, that was, again, like, there's so many positives to take away from this game, and I feel like, especially for RJ and Mitch, it was like, career best games in terms of like impact
0: definitely um, and that's the type of stuff that you're expecting to see in year five for RJ year six, six for Mitch six so you know definitely these guys are still not even hitting the prime of their careers yet um, showing improvement Um and you know people that complain about like you know Nick's not developing young talent you just gotta look at you know what's in front of you in these games and you know we'll see how things go we have game tomorrow against the pelicans it's a good test um versus you know zion williamson he's healthy to start the year i don't think i I can't remember when's the last time we faced the healthy zion williamson um it'll be interesting to see year
1: two i think
0: wow but yeah it's gonna be interesting to see how this team approaches um guarding zion and the pelicans tomorrow Um, and we'll talk about that more as we Discuss things later in this um, show. Um, do we want to jump to your boy Skechers Man, or do we want to jump to White Dante?
1: Uh, we can talk about Skechers Man. Um, overall, he played a good game. Like it was solid. Like, first half was,
0: was just... first half was a bit rough.
1: Second half was better. Like, um, tale of two halves. Yeah, like, like JL said, like. 17 and 62 shoe shooting, he only took 10 shots because he was doing more as as a distributor, breaking down the defense, creating open shots. Like, if you're going to struggle to score, I would like for him to make that change. And it just kind of feels like we're having a rough time finishing more than anything. So, I think that's a more positive takeaway than us not being able to score um, from the three, but score from within the two. So, like, I know he's gonna hit two point shots. So I'm not really too worried about it. But I'm just glad he's able to shoot his threes and shoot them effectively right
0: now. Um speaking of threes, this team was on a heater. I mean, even the first game, I think what what did we shoot like forty seven percent or something like that from three in the first game versus Boston? Um, it was around forty something percent. I, I remember Breen mentioning it on the broadcast. Um and then today, going into the third quarter, we hit like what, 18 threes or whatever it was. We finished the game um, still 45% from three. It's pretty damn good. 20 of 44. Um, obviously this, well, I mean, we saw last year, this team was not a good three-point shooting team. And in preseason, I asked, I asked on stream, I was like, do we think the Knicks will be better at three-point shooting? So far they have been, but how much of this is sustainable? Um, even on a night, like tonight, like, We go 20-44, but Quick goes one of nine. That's obviously not going to happen all the time. There's games, obviously, where Grimes goes on the heater. There's games where Randall goes on the heater. Brunson's obviously not always going to go eight of 12. But, you know, it's just interesting. What do you think this team's three-point shooting looks like over the course of a year? I know it's still really early in the season, but...
1: I mean, I think this team is a good three-point shooting team. I think the problem last year was that you had R.J. taking threes, missing them. You had Obi Toppin, who like wasn't really that good of a shooter taking threes. I think replacing Obi's minutes with Dante gives you a way better shooting. I think in general, like if R.J. could shoot the three well, then like who's the weak shooter in the rotation? Josh Hart.
0: Essentially, That's it? yeah, because like, and mainly because he doesn't take threes.
1: He doesn't need to. So like if that's just what Josh Hart, if Josh Hart is the weakest shooter in your rotation, you have a very good rotation of shooters. I never like I've never understood the idea that the Knicks don't have shooters. The Knicks have shooters. The problem is they're really good shooters, don't shoot threes as much as they should. Like if Jalen Brunson is taking the threes that Jalen Brunson should be taking, um they're a good shooting team. And if RJ Barrett can be a neutral shooter, And so far, he's been a good shooter. Then they have fine shooting.
0: And the shot definitely looks somewhat improved. I know that was a big talking point over the offseason in terms of like the videos and whatnot. But it 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 genuinely looks better. It looks smoother. Um, And he's shooting it with confidence, which is the most important thing. Um, But yeah. Um, All right, let's jump to one of the people that helped us with this scalding three-point night. Um, Dante DiVincenzo, 16 points off the bench, six of 10 from the field, three of five from three-point range. Man, where where's Mrs. Loud tonight, though? The missed layups, like...
1: Oof. The missed layups were filthy, bro. Like, and I they don't, were all great looks, too. That's the problem, but, like, He messed
0: this- up this one R.J. Dime that, like, would have been so, like, nice because, like... He was like cutting back door or something and RJ found him and like he just absolutely smoked it.
1: Yep. It was man, watching him finish is gonna be an adventure this season. But watching him shoot, like I'll take it.
0: Yeah, I mean like the payoff is is there, but like man, it's gonna be <sighs> so rough. Like I feel like there's gonna be some some like some momentum shifting like layups this year. Um but, yeah, he 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 needs to be just, like, straight doing layup lines in practice. Like, I don't need to see any clips of Dante doing anything else in practice but layup lines, pregame shoot-around, layup lines. I just need to see him doing layup lines. That's it. Like, don't need to see him do anything else, just straight layups.
1: <laughs> I mean, I don't blame you, dude. Like, it, it, was, it was rough for a little bit. Bro, man. we
0: paying you $50 million. You got to make layups, man. Like, come on. Like you can't be looking like me out there on the court shooting layups.
1: Like it, it's Alec Burks with a little bit of a reskin. Like,
0: oh my god,
1: sauciest threes imaginable, deep threes, but them layups are gonna kill you. Ah, oh, but I mean, if he shoots like that, then you know what? Good, good to see.
0: Yeah, um, we can talk on. We can touch on quickly. 11.6 rebounds, six assists, one steal, 414 from the field, rough shooting night, one of nine, but he did all the other things pretty well. Um, played some good defense on Trey Young as well. Um, absolutely smoked my parlay tonight. Thank you so much, Emmanuel Quigley. Um, <laughs> The one time he actually smoked my parlay. Um, but yeah, I mean, um, pretty okay game. I mean, it's not the end of the world. I mean, the rest of the team was able to supplement for it um he had a really good game last time um so you know we'll see how he plays against tomorrow against the pelicans tomorrow um but yeah let's see um yeah okay let's talk about the ending of this game now um this ending of this game gave me the wickedest flashbacks to dallas last year um I really am nervous about this team at the end of games still um, in close games. Um, Yeah, I'm just going to always be nervous. Uh, I mean, the Knicks have always been a team that you're always nervous about at the end of games. But like now, like these last two years, like they've really shown like, okay, like there are moments where this team can absolutely like really lose a game where you thought like there was without a shadow of a doubt that you were going to win the Bulls game last year the um the Mavericks game of this last year, this game almost ended up being the same thing. Like, I don't know. I mean, like this team is really bad against traps and, and Ariel had pointed out on Twitter. Um, he was like, it's astounding that the Knicks don't have quickly out there in these situations because like, I feel like he is good against that. Um, but yeah, I mean, your thoughts on the end of the game.
1: I mean, what thoughts do you want <laughs> me to have, bro? It sucked. Like that that was fear-inducing for whatever reason. Um Yeah, it's just it we are just horrendous at execution. Um I don't have any thoughts outside of that, man. I'm like, dude, it was just the back to back turnovers made no sense. Like, the leak out from DeAndre Hunter to get that quick two in a close game, and then combine the fact with the Hawks making some, like, really tough buckets to keep it close until the Knicks kind of pulled away at the end, like, I'm shocked we pulled it out, because, like, we should have pulled it out Wednesday, too, and it kind of felt like losing here. Losing two games you really feel like you should have won would have been rough, so it was good to see them pull it out, but... It's never going to be easy, <clears throat> and we should kind of just, like, accept
0: that. Yeah, unfortunately, um, but I don't want to accept that, so there's that. Um, quick reminder, as we head into comments, we do have Super Chat, so if you would like to support us that way, that is one way you definitely can support us. All right, let me jump into comments here, and let's see what we got going on. Um, Chris Bernhardt says, I swear I never want to watch a defensive game like this ever again. Hurts my soul watching this many layups and transition buckets. Um, oh, yeah, one thing that else is that we, we didn't touch on, um, the turnovers, man. Oh my gosh, this team and turnovers, it is something that it's either get turnovers or like and like the live ball turnovers are the absolute worst because it gets the team in transition opportunities. Um, and It's just not a good thing for us. Um, Tonight, it wasn't free throws. We were, I would say, okay with free throws. 20 of 28, like, that's better than 50%. So, like, I'll take that. That's a steady improvement from the last game. But it seems like it's always going to either be free throws or turnovers with us but also yeah defensively I, I i think we said this in preseason i don't i don't think that we think that this team is going to be like a team that's going to be locked down all night like this team is going to have defensive moments like they're going to have moments like tonight like stopping like the Trey and Capella connection. Like moments like that I think we'll have, but like I don't think we're ever gonna like completely stop a team from like going off. Like you had Bagdanovich tonight hitting threes, which he always does against us and I hate it. Um you had eight um you had um Griffin hit some threes. He came in for eight minutes and hit two threes just like that. Um DeJounte Murray um he played okay. Trey Young absolutely did not shoot well. DeAndre Hunter killed us. So it's like you know this team isn't gonna lock anybody down. I don't think, but like they're gonna have moments.
1: I mean, <clears throat> they play really good defense in the playoffs, so like it'll be fine, I think. But for the regular season, yeah, I'm. I said it earlier. I'm like this will probably be a bottom third defensive team, and that's just because like we aren't. I feel like we don't play our good defenders as much as we should. And we play a lot of bad defenders, really high minutes. So you're kind of building a defense around Brunson and Randall. It's kind of going to be bad by default.
0: Yeah. I mean, this team is going to end up in a lot of shootouts. I think we saw ourselves in a lot of shootouts last year too. Um, So like, that's just going to be the name of the game with this team. Like just offensively, you're just going to have to overpower teams. Um, and hopefully the Knicks are up for the tasks for that this year. So,
1: I think and they should yeah. be like this. This offense is going to score It will. I'm not worried about this team scoring in the slightest. I don't think anybody should be either.
0: Yeah. Um, Ace Richard says, love Grimes, but he's starting to have a laundry list of insanely uncutched moments in his career. Bro, I swear, was it him that DeRozan hit the shot over, that hit the and one? Yeah, it was. Oh my gosh. And like, it was him that like, didn't grab the rebound in Mm -hmm. the Dallas game. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's not looking good for him, man. Not looking good for him. Grimes, man, something you should have worked on in the offseason. I don't know if there's a way to work on it, but, like, whatever he was working on, it's not going to help you in these situations. J.J.
1: Redick is not giving you these pointers, bro. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, he has a lot of head-scratching moments. There was a moment in a Pacers game last year, too. I think that someone just mentioned that, like, he had, like – we didn't lose that game, but, like, he had a turnover in a Pacers game. I think it was the in that game, game where,
1: like, Randall had the poster – and Brunson had, like, 30 points against Halliburton. I think so. And he, like, <clears throat> it might have been, like, some kind of, like, oh, yeah, he, like, tried to dribble and then threw it out of bounds.
0: Yeah. Then Grimes, Grimes, the ball should be as far away from you as possible in these moments. I'm sorry. Unless bro. you're shooting. Yeah, unless did, you, like, did, about did, to shoot it. I don't even want to,
1: like, stutter step, Like, just shoot it.
0: <laughs> yeah, don't even, like, try to dribble, attack a closeout, nothing. Just shoot. Oh, man. But, you know, hopefully he'll get past this. Um, but, yeah, he's he's got that reputation right now amongst Knicks fans. Um, <laughs> Hawkeye420 says this. it had everything at a Knicks bingo. We should create – that is an idea for the Strickland. Create a Knicks bingo card and see how, like, you know, if folks can fill it out during a game. That is an interesting idea right
1: there. We might break a lot of people if we make it a drinking game so
0: oh don't don't do that like that is how you like take a shot every time take a shot every time what live ball turnover oh my god like
1: be dead. <laughs> that'd be alcohol poisoning especially if you play with the raptors or something oh my god what if we play the raptors you need to have zach on this Okay, we play the Raptors December 1st. Zach, if you're listening, we need a bingo. We need a drinking bingo game by, by December 1st, specifically for the Raptors.
0: Oh, my God. Prison ball.
1: <laughs> exactly. You see the vision. And the vision is double because we're getting everybody.
0: <laughs> it's Dante says misle-
1: Dante mislay a free space. <laughs> oh,
0: my God. That is how you kill somebody. Dante missed layup's drinking game in one night. You get someone wasted.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Ace Shard says, I think it was one of RJ's most solid game. I think we've seen better games, though. But never any that did well enough without very hot shooting from three. That is true. Um, never any that did well enough without very hot shooting from three. Tonight wasn't really a hot night from shooting from three, which I think really makes it that much more encouraging, I would say. Um, The fact that, you know, he did this on just three or five shooting and we saw a litany of things that he did well. So I think it was like the best maybe all around game Um, because we've seen games where like RJ really gets on a heater or like RJ's really good at driving to the basket one game or RJ's like doing this one thing really well. So the fact that he was able to put it all together and I really like this mid range that he seems like he's added like this like wonderful um, pull up in the mid range. He takes like, I would say maybe like two of these a game, which is like, I think the right amount. Like you don't want to get too crazy with it, but you also don't want to like um, not have it in the bag um, essentially. So if he can continue that shot up um, and then continue the like, you know, Three to four three-point attempts, um, you know, making about half of them or so a night. Like that's pretty good, I think, and continuing to get to the line, which seems to be a concerted effort from him.
1: Like honestly, yeah, he went four six, four six, um, at the rim, one at the rim, the mid, one, the two to four on the mid range, and then like he hit his threes. That's, that's what you want to see from our. That's favorite.
0: a pretty good. That's a pretty good diet of shots right there.
1: Yep. Like, like if that's he, the
0: right amount of every type of shot you want him taking.
1: And then, like, he would just really, he was money in the second half. Like, he took one, two, three, four, five, six, seven shots, and he made five of them. Like, that's the stuff you want to see.
0: And this is the type of efficient, like, shooting that I think Schwinn was talking about, like, you know, cutting out some of those really bad shots that he takes sometimes. Um, which kind of like make his shooting percentage look worse than it actually is.
1: And turning Um, them into drives and kickouts.
0: Yeah. And that's what he did today. And that's, that's really encouraging. You're hoping that he can continue this. That's always the case with RJ. You're always hoping that he can continue these positives that we see because they're there. And that's what makes it frustrating when they like don't happen because you're like, okay, we've seen this happen before. We know you can do it. So like, please do it consistently. Um, So far for these first two games, it looks like he's done a pretty good job at that. Um, But yeah, we'll see how long that continues and hopefully it does.
1: I would just like to see him like be able to take like even a slight shot creation leap, especially if he can just like get to a mid-range shot like 17 feet away, that'd be so good for him because it gets some counters. I feel like he doesn't have counters as a player right now and... These games are showing them like showing counters. If he's able to like one dribble pull up into a, into a two a two-point midi, like do you want to chase him over screens as much? No. And then like if he's able to be a decent shooter, like do you want to go <clears throat> do you want to go under? Like there's potential for him to have like a lot of counters. And this is a beginning it's a start it's early in the season but like if he's able to do things like this then it's encouraging and honestly he's going to new orleans where like a couple years ago he had that game where he went off for 30 so let's see what happens
0: it's a good place for him good things happen good Toronto's things.
1: so fucking sorry oh my god
0: what happened they gave up the game I saw they had like a, a, a fourteen point lead oh, or something man. to the Bulls.
1: No, the Bulls tied the game in the fourth. They were up three. Sorry, oh, Toronto was up three and then they gave up the fucking game. This team sucks, man. That was a
0: that was like a toilet bowl game.
1: Dude, this is a it's 93, two pieces of 93, shit 93,
0: just going at it. Ninety
1: three, ninety three going to overtime. This game is ill. Ew, Prison Ball, dude.
0: The Bulls about to have another players-only meeting. So, <laughs> Zach Levi
1: got six points and two or twelve shooting.
0: The People want to trade for
1: filthy, him, bro. Minus twenty-four. Gross. Nobody else is higher than a minus seven. <laughs> there are grown men on this website talking about trade for Zach Lavine.
0: Gross gross um all right let's see what other comments we got here um jordan Bubsy says hawks are terrible on defense if we play close to around half of the defense against boston we win by 30 um but we're consistently inconsistent on the end in some weird dumb turnovers in the fourth Missed free throws lead to unnecessary close victory but we won the game that we control from start to finish he asks, "Do we use Giannis's plan for Zion to build a wall against him at times, um, and then let him shoot?"
1: I mean, um, he's not. You're not going to stop Zion going to the paint. He's yeah, too he's
0: to it, so. he's too strong. He's too big.
1: Pause.
0: Yes, um, but also like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I you just gotta
1: hope s- the other dudes don't make their shots. Yeah, um, their, and like their offense, when it's good, is too good to stop. You're just gonna hope that Brandon Ingram shits himself, and C.J. McCollum does C.J. McCollum things. Like he plays like he's the president of the of the PA instead of playing like he's an NBA player.
0: Yeah, um, I don't know. Yeah, C.J. McCollum's really like C.J. McCollum, Brandon Ingram. They're like very hit or miss some nights. Um. And Zion's really, like, the one that, like, takes them over that top, which is why they were, like, number one seed in the West last year until he got hurt. Um, But, yeah, I mean, it's going to be very interesting to see how the Knicks do approach defensively um, um, guarding him. Because, like I said, I think it has been quite some time since we've seen Zion in action versus the Knicks. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm interested to see how that goes tomorrow. It should be a good game. I think the Knicks should come out on top um no one on the pelicans really scares me besides zion zion doesn't really scare me it's just like zion's just like really that good so it's like to have that yep. respect for him but other than that i really don't have much qualms about anybody else on the team like if brandon ingram gets his game off then so be it
1: <laughs> brandon ingram starts a random
0: stray. all right <laughs> He just doesn't move me, man. After I saw what he did on Team USA, it's just like, bruh, like, I am not moved.
1: You don't want to send him to, like, international competition because he'll respect the Geneva Convention because he's not going to hoop at all, so... That's why we send him in the Avengers. It's fine. Brandon Aikens served his country, and he served it well. He got LeBron off the couch. (laughs) That's all that matters. I don't think that was his goal, but... (laughs) Had LeBron going, I can't stand this shit. <laughs> They're on a wine glass. He's like, All right, man. Oh they turn the shit around. You got a whole screen of like Steph, KD, and like Joel beat in the corner on the big screen talking about what we're going to do, fellas. Drew Holiday is on the screen as well for whatever reason.
0: Brian Benjamin mentions he does not see the super chat function. I will gladly hop in the YouTube chat real quick and try to figure out where it is. Um, while we do that, though, um JK says, I can live with the turnovers, trying to make the right pass. Giving up transition looks after made baskets kills me. Yes, that was one that, like, I think drove Tom Thibodeau crazy and, like, he had to call a timeout. I forgot which. Um It was in the fourth quarter. Um And they had just made a layup, and then they gave one up. And it's so annoying. Let me see. Where are... Bro, what experts? is Cam
1: Thomas doing? Why is Cam Thomas at 28 points?
0: Because they're just letting what him... What is
1: going on?
0: They're letting him cook.
1: This is... This is filthy. Like, this is not the hoops that I know and love.
0: Brian Benjamin, I am getting on this for you right now, man. I am doing my best technical work. Um. Cl- well, Clyde Fraser says, "How do you guys remember all these bad moments? I banished those memories away with dentist visits and middle school dances." Um, as a Knicks fan, you kind of, and especially since we've we've been doing this stream, it's like kind of ingrained in our memories to remember all this stuff because, like, we kind of have to. Um, so yeah, that's Thank why you. we remember all these things.
1: Fact, what else am I gonna do with my time, bro? Be happy. Oh my god. I'm not about to watch these games, but I can remember everything. I'd be killing it in trivia. <laughs> Undefeated.
0: Um, all right. Let's see. Um bxboy71 says RJ's footwork and finishes off the glass have improved a lot. Yeah, he is definitely um He's definitely improved um those. And I think the his time with um his time in FIBA as well as just um
1: Drew Hanlon workouts.
0: Surprisingly, Drew Hanlin workouts. Drew
1: Hanlon is not an embezzler anymore. He actually might be earning his money. Yeah. He might be he might be legit. He's not DJ might. Drew Hanlon anymore.
0: <laughs> oh my god.
1: The Empire State Building is not for sale, but R.J. Barrett's footwork is. <laughs>
0: um, oh, my God. Um. All right, let's see. What else can we talk about here from this game? Because this was, you know, the not the... I mean, yeah, I mean, like, OK, yeah, let's talk about that. I mean, like a lot of people I've seen a whole bunch of people, Um, you know, they talk about like where the Knicks rank in terms of the East. Um, And I, I love these games like like because like one thing that people thought about the Knicks, I guess, or some people thought about the Knicks was like, OK, the Knicks kind of overachieved last year. They they won all these games that they shouldn't have based on like, you know, this like this grit factor and whatnot and just like being able to overcome things um i think that's just naturally ingrained in like the dna of these players like guys like josh hart um guys like josh hart isaiah hartenstein um the players that we have they're just like naturally go-getters and they're going to like make those extra plays that like get us um, these extra possessions and stuff like that and the, those are what help us win these games so like um yeah I mean when people say that the Knicks over achieved and like they're not gonna do it again, I'm just like okay let's let let's see about that like 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 when we play against these teams like we played against Boston last game um you know, I know Boston's still figuring things out they don't got the most depth in the world and whatnot but like you know I we still put up a good enough fight against them um, where we almost won, despite our two best players playing like absolute garbage. Um, And then here we are against a team that, you know, people, people seem to be relatively not high on the Hawks, but like some people think that they will be.
1: For what reason? Like what has convinced this team? I don't know. Maybe trading John Collins got people drinking. I'm sorry, but this team is ass. Like, Great. They have a bunch of wings who are guys who are like six, seven, and above, but it like, I don't care about them. I don't care about DeAndre Hunter. Like, he had a good game tonight, but like, really, down the stretch, DeAndre Hunter is going to be a go to guy for you? No. Trey Young, can he play better than that? Absolutely. But like, 12 assists to six turnovers. That's a pretty typical Trey Young night, bro. Like, De- DeJounte Murray, 18.17 shots. That's DeJounte Murray to a T. Like, this this team is so weird because they have a bunch of guys who could shoot. Like, they feel like a modern NBA team, but their problem is just, like, they're so underwhelming. Because I think they just look at, like, oh, wing size, and that's it. And you look at the Knicks, who don't have wing size, but they're able to do a bunch of diff- different things, and they're more dynamic. Like, this is why I didn't care about the whole like, the Knicks don't have a backup power forward, what are we gonna do? It's like, yeah, but they got a bunch of like guard-sized wings who could do a bunch of different things. Like, Josh Hart is 6'5", and he's one of the best rebounding guards in the league. You look at someone like Dante DiVincenzo, he's breaking up passing lanes and he's effective in that role. Like, it's a lot more to basketball than just being tall, and I think you were able to see it tonight because, like, the Hawks have six eight DeAndre Hunter, six seven Deep Bay, they got six seven Bogdan Badanovic, six nine Jalen Johnson, AJ Griffin is six six. Like, and the Knicks were just better because they were able to just do more as a the team. They were able to be more effective. They were able to, like, there's just more intangibles that the Knicks have the Hawks don't have, and. They're only intangible that the Hawks do have is height. I don't care about their height. Yeah. Also, uh, this game is filthy. Why am I watching this shit, dude? What game? The Hawks um Toronto game. Like
0: Oh Toronto Haw- Bulls.
1: Yeah. Sorry, Toronto Bulls. I'm still thinking about the Hawks.
0: Mixing up all the doo teams. It's okay. Yep.
1: Yeah. This is just the worst bout of hoops I've ever seen. But like, this is some shit that belongs in the '90s, bro, and not in the good way. One hundred three ninety nine dogfight. Oh my god.
0: Um, Jordan Bubb says, "Well, now it's on Tanola for the second half of a back to back. Do you think Knicks win this game? Why or why not? And what would be the matchup to watch for on Saturday?" Um, I think. It's probably going to be Randall and Zion, right?
1: Yeah,
0: I think that's the matchup to watch because you want to see how Randall handles that matchup. I mean, both two big strong guys going at it. What? Um, come on, man! We're talking basketball, jeez, that's, filth-
1: that's filthy, bro. All right, that's are they not? Like? Are they not
0: two strong guys going at it? T- uh,
1: all right, that's what
0: you like. Cool. Right. Um, anyways.
1: Two- <laughs> Two guys, you know what? Never mind. mind. (laughs) Just say two basketball players matching up against each other. You was going big, big, strong guys. You slowed it down too. All right, man. Can't even talk basketball anymore. Can't even talk basketball anymore. Anyways, you talk. We got Julius
0: Julius versus Zion tomorrow. Two basketball players who are really strong who'll be going at it. <laughs> no matter what i say man no matter what i say oh anyways no, you, you got it
1: i got it you got
0: it i don't even know what to say anymore because like <laughs> chris Bernhard is taking it to a whole nother level here <laughs> Two big beefy strong men. okay <laughs> anyways all right, all right. i do think that zion versus rj is not rj Zion versus Randall is the matchup to watch just because we're going to see how Randall handles that matchup. I don't, I don't know if the Knicks employ some type of wall versus Zion or they just let Randall handle him one-on-one. But yeah, I don't know. What do you think Um, the matchup to watch for?
1: You study and handle another man Um, one-on-one. (laughs) Oh, anyway, Yeah, I think Randall versus Zion is probably the match to watch. It's how much can Randall exploit Zion defensively versus how much can Zion be able to get in the paint against Mitch. Um, I think the Knicks can win the game. Do I think they do win it? I'm not too sure because I think, what, the Hawks are coming off of two days rest to get two days rest. So I don't know if the Knicks win this game. Well, if they did, would it surprise me? No. I don't think the Haw- I don't think the Pelicans' defense is good. Um, I feel like the Knicks will be able to get their threes up. And I really think it's going to go back to, like, what can the Hawks generate? Sorry, that's- I keep thinking about the Hawks. What can the Pelicans generate without Trey Murphy being there? So that'll be interesting to see.
0: Yeah, that's one of their big three point shooters, and he's he's hurt, right? Yeah, he's hurt. Ooh. Chicago
1: won the game. <laughs>
0: how was that game this even the real? Worst
1: game I've ever seen, bro. <laughs> oh my god!
0: <laughs> I don't know how that was a real game.
1: Alice Caruso was actually insane. Caruso strips them and then he hits a three and he wins the game for them.
0: Makes no sense that game. Um, was a fraud,
1: and I keep telling y'all this. Please believe me.
0: Um, let's see. We have um, Ace says Nick's also got an underrated solid amount of on ball creation. Brunson, Brunson, Randall, RJ, IQ off the bench. Is enough with the off-ball shooting and offensive rebounding? Um, I guess when we're talking about the structure of this team and people underestimating the Knicks, if um,
1: RJ plays like this consistently, not saying he needs to be 20 points per game. But if he could give you like 18 points per game efficiently like this, then yes, the Knicks have enough.
0: And gives you the passing and the defense and yes, the like
1: this is ideally your third option. This is what he does: really good defense, effective enough shooter, is able to score. When needed. Yeah. That's all you need from a third option, really. It just comes down to if Julius Rando can show his ass up when it gets warm outside. We'll see. And that is a very, very loaded question. And I don't know if the Skechers can take this to this point right now.
0: Well, it's an it's an even year. He has the 2019 haircut. He's wearing sketchers. This is like three Horsemen of the apocalypse just like all lined up.
1: He had a solid game tonight. So you know what? We there's a chance. There's a chance. We might
0: solid. Solid.
1: Okay, 17, 12, and 9. Like if it was a triple double, I would have been out here filthy. So
0: But it's not. But it's not. So <laughs> um JK says the next lineup is very versatile skill-wise, but they're not all six nine people. And they're all not six, nine. So people don't give them credit. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you don't have like a bunch of six, nine super versatile guys, you're not going to get all the credit in the world for um, doing good things. Um, Brian Benjamin. I know I could, I I know that you mentioned the super chat thing. Um, We will work on that. I will talk to whoever is also in charge of our YouTube and, we'll get that sorted so that way you can figure out where that is on the chat because I did enter the chat from another account and did not see the super chat thing. So I believe that is an issue that we do need to resolve. Um, but yes, back to Nick's um, the X boy 71 says Julius did not have it going, but his process was good. Passing out of doubles, not forcing too many shots, letting RJ cook. I'm encouraged by that tonight. Only took 10 shots, 12 boards, and nine assists. had almost as many assists as shots. I believe this may be the formula going forward.
1: It's uh, relax. Um, the, the dude is a gifted scorer. Like,
0: ain't showing it right now.
1: It's two games, bro. He's two
0: games. Two games. Seventeen too many.
1: points on sixty-two shoe shooting. Relax.
0: Two games too many.
1: All right. All right. Just saying. All right. Just saying. Sorry he's not Cam Thomas, bro.
0: What's Cam Thomas averaging on the year? Like,
1: what the hell? He's put up 30 twice.
0: Imagine he he wins the scoring title because Jack Vaughn's, like, just letting him
1: cook the whole year. Bro. (laughs) That would be hilarious. Stop. Cam Thomas, like... Cam
0: Thomas scoring title, just like everyone predicted. Oh, my God.
1: I don't know, man, but, like, that dude is easily going to put up, like, the numbers that Elantir Trier puts up in 2K in his head. Like... Cam Thomas is a logical tree with with developmental equity. I tweeted that a couple days ago. Like, that dude can score. Like, he can, He is a 20-point pregame scorer getting out of bed. Like, that dude can score. It's just a matter of, can you do the other things?
0: Yeah, which is why Jack Vaughn is very hesitant to play him.
1: And, I mean, uh... it makes sense because, like, that lineup lacks creation. So putting Cam Thomas in there, it, it's a good fit.
0: All right, so let us dive into, I guess, this next game, which will we will be on post-game for tomorrow. Um, Knicks versus Pelicans. Um, Pelicans, they are 1-0 and on the season. I think Tyrese mentioned that they have two days rest. Um, you know, I'm looking at their injury report. Jose Alvarado is out. Najee Marshall is out. Trey Murphy is out. Um, they do still have a pretty good, pretty decent roster, I would say. Um, I mean, <clears throat> the Knicks. Let's see. Uh, let's see if the Knicks. Um, the Nick. The ESPN Analytics Predictor, because they predicted us to lose to the Hawks today. Um, big f you to them for that. Um, they still have us losing to the Pelicans tomorrow um but yeah all right oh rj barrett is the next season leader for points per game or no is he
1: he should be yeah
0: espn did they update this or not i don't know
1: he's average he's averaging 25 right now probably anybody else yeah
0: um, but yeah, let me take a look at the Pelicans. Who's on their roster? Did, did they make any like significant moves on over the summer? Like anyone like really that we should? I mean, they drafted Jordan Hawkins. I mean, that is a good I shooter. Don't,
1: I don't he even plays.
0: Well, he might because they are missing like Najee Marshall, Trey Murphy.
1: I don't even think he played on Wednesday, and like they could have used him.
0: Let me check. They got Cody Zeller. <laughs> He played nine minutes, I think, last game. Okay, I mean, like he hit a
1: three. Yeah, I think for yeah. the most part they're probably just gonna. Run you know run.
0: what? Versus the Knicks, this is like the perfect spot. Like this, this is what teams love to do, man. They love to just fuck with the Knicks. Like they definitely throw him in there for like more than nine minutes this game and watch him like put up like four threes and like a in like a quick like two minutes or something. Like it's gonna be some BS. I know it. I just know it.
1: You are a traumatized individual, but
0: I understand. Bro, did you not just see what happened tonight, bro? We almost lost in Dallas Maverick style. Like, bro, That's anything insane. is possible you, with you, this
1: team, bro. You got to stop saying Dallas Maverick style, bro. I get out of the, I can't do it, bro. I can't do it.
0: Bro, I wasn't even on a post game for that that night, and I still am trying oh, to... I had to, to watch
1: it. that game. <laughs> I had to do the post game for that. It was the most depressing thing I've ever had to do. I'd be like, yeah, you know, like positives, and it's just me and Jeff were just like, yes, yeah, game so I have the positives.
0: But yeah, I mean, <sighs> like, Jordan Hawkins, he's a perfect candidate to go off against us. Um, Matt Ryan, they oh, definitely yeah, get call your game off time. Let's go, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Our favorite, everyone's favorite part of these shows. Let's predict who's gonna get their game off versus the Knicks. Um, we should have done I, this versus the, in the last game to see what it went off against us. I probably would have picked Bogdanovich or DeAndre Hunter Rightfully I'm picking pick
1: okay, so it can't be a starter because if it's a starter, then like it it's cheating. Um, I'm picking Larry Nance Jr.
0: Larry Nance Jr. Wow. Larry
1: Nance Jr. going to get his game off.
0: Oh, you know who I'm picking? I'm picking Herb Jones because it, it, so many Knicks fans are like, oh, my God, why did we pick, like, Deuce? Because Herb Jones was right there. Like, Herb Jones going off would be the perfect candidate to, like, piss off a whole bunch okay. of Knicks fans, and it's just perfect for that.
1: Okay, that's fair. That's fair.
0: I know he's a starter, and that's kind of cheating, but Yeah, but, still. like,
1: Okay, fine. Non-star. Non-star counts.
0: Yeah. Herb Jones definitely is a candidate for getting his game off. He's definitely a candidate for having, like, a Torian Prince type game versus us.
1: Dude, if Herb Jones is a Torian Prince game, bro, I'm going dark. I can't. I can't fathom Herb Jones going off like, 30. Oh, that'd be filthy. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Jonas Valachun is getting, like, five threes off please
0: don't oh my god that's like that's another perfect candidate because like centers that stretch the floor versus the knicks i mean look at what porzingis did game one
1: and he's not even like a floor stretching center he just like
0: shoots threes occasionally
1: but i could absolutely see him like taking two and both of them go in and then now he's like oh i'm gonna start (laughs) chucking free money glitch (laughs) (laughs) he's like i hit the over let me start going crazy
0: tall guy for 20 Trey Murphy is not available for this game. He would have been the easiest candidate for this, <laughs> for this option. Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. But yeah. Um, all right. I mean, I think we covered most of this game. Uh, oh wait, no, 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 we didn't. Um. There was some lineup stuff today that was very different than the Boston game that I don't know who was tweeting on the Strickland account, but they definitely pointed it out. It was more so in the first half. The second half, we didn't see a lot of it. Um, but the first half, Dibs was definitely trying his hand with um, different lineups. Yeah, it yeah, was a lineup. There was IQ a,
1: and DiVincenzo together.
0: Yeah, and he also had Hart in there with them for for some moments. There was also a lineup with, like, um, Randall, DiVincenzo, um... I forgot who else was on the court with them. I think Hartenstein was there. Um, but yeah, there was just like a lot of different lineups that I didn't expect to see. And that like, I don't know. That was just very interesting. And like, he was doing stuff with the, the guards as screeners too, as well. Um, just like stuff that we we wish we saw more often from Thibs. Um, he kind of went away from some of that stuff in the second half. Um, as the game got tighter. um, But hopefully we can see him do this more because I think this opens up opportunities um, for the Knicks to get different looks, get easier looks. Um, so, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I think some of them felt really interesting. I really would like to see that IQ Grimes, Brunson backcourt again, because I think that they both of them can guard up a position. So it'll be interesting to see. But I like giving De an opportunity to like guard bigger players. I think he's capable. I think his hands being so active allows him to like create opportunities to run and quickly is your best um, pace player. Like he plays with the best place, um the best pace on the team. So interesting lineup. I would like to see it more. I think we probably will see it more, but I also think Tips is kind of just like fucking around right now. He's like these like the first time everybody's really healthy. So it's nice to kind of just see what makes and match a little bit, see a couple possessions at a time.
0: Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> um um also mentions that he likes tips separating um Julius and RJ a decent amount. I definitely think that definitely helps both of them in this case because I think something that we've noticed over the years is like they play too many of their minutes probably together. um, And it probably helps to get them separate just so that way they can each have an opportunity to like have an opportunity to like run their own unit. I guess you can say Um, there were moments where RJ was out there with um, Hart and IQ and I want to say Brunson um, or DiVincenzo. But like there were there were there were definitely lineups where RJ was with the bench. And, you know, there were some moments where Julius was with the bench. Um, and that's just good to see. Hopefully, Thibs can keep that up because I think that both that does well for both of those guys. Um, them not having their minutes so much overlapping with each other. Um, but yeah. Who knew staggering your best players would help them? <laughs> Crazy idea.
1: I mean, it's because RJ plays the four now, which is, like, a really good spot for him. He gets to have spacing around him. He gets to do stuff as the screener, as a low man, as a roll man. Like, this is what RJ Barrett is realistically. He's a 3-4. If he's able to shoot, he's able to play more dynamically, especially as a four. He's a four. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, so yeah, who knew? Staggering your players. The the front office just had to, you know, shift some things around and glad Dibbs is not doing the Jericho Sims and Fournier thing he did in preseason. It seems like it was just a sick joke to fans to get us nervous and scared. Um but yeah, I mean Yeah, hopefully we see more of that tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow, Thibbs just comes out with like a stagnant hockey shift lineup again. Um, Who knows with this old man? But yeah. Shit, Wemby. But yeah, I think we'll we'll end things off here. We'll talk a lot more about the Knicks tomorrow because we'll be back tomorrow because they have a game tomorrow. Um, They'll be back. Um, They'll be on the road versus the Pelicans. So... We will catch you guys all then. We will f- try to figure out this super chat situation so that we, you guys can get that going. Um, shout out to everyone that joined us tonight. Knicks win, 126-120, getting their first win of the season. Let's go for win number two tomorrow. Um, shout out to everyone that joined us. Make sure you guys leave a like and subscribe. We're on our way to 1K subs. So all that you do definitely helps us out. Check out all the links in the description to the merch, um, the site, the Twitter and the Patreon. Patreon gives you access to so many things and there will be free access to a bunch of different pods, I believe over these next week or so. Um, that gives you guys a little preview of what you guys can expect. If you do sign up for the Patreon, you also get access to the discord where you can interact with everybody. Um, that is over there um you also get access to uh also different pieces exclusive um pieces of writing from i want to say matthew miranda and others so definitely check that all out in the links below we will catch you guys tomorrow after the knicks hopefully defeat the pelicans um but yeah peace